Hey everybody, this is another episode of Real Talk for Real Women. Let the healing begin. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for joining Real Talk for Real Women. Let the healing begin. On today's episode, I am meeting with Mr. Michael Holloway, who will be sharing about his Phoebe. A Phoebe is that woman who has shown up in your life at the right place in the right time to help you navigate the muddy waters of life. And we are doing a Father's Day special for 2023. So as I said, Michael Holloway will be sharing about his Phoebe. And I would like to just greet you. How are you, Mr. Holloway? I am doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for taking time out to be a participant on Real Talk for Real Women. Let the healing begin for this Father's Day special. I'm sorry. So let's let's let the record reflect that this is actually the very first male version of Real Talk for Real Real Women. Yes, yes, yes. That (laughs) is so true. And thank you for being that brave guy to step forward and share about your Phoebe. So Michael, please share with us your Phoebe's name. So actually, I want to talk a little bit about two Phoebes in my life. Um, my grandmother, uh, who was um, so instrumental in, in my life, and then also my mother. Uh, my mother's name was Ida Linder. And when she uh, married, her name was Ida Holloway. My grandmother's name was Maddie Linder. So we have Maddie Linda and we have Ida Linda. So you can go ahead and share from the heart about your Phoebes. Okay, so uh, first I'll start with my grandmother, grandmother Maddie. Um, so the first six to seven years of my life, all I knew was my grandmother. Um, uh, my earliest memories are of uh, living in her home, being surrounded by uh, my grandfather, her husband, um, my uncle, her son, actually two uncles, uh, her sons and a, an adopted daughter. Um, and just being being in a really loving, close-knit environment. Um, we were dirt poor in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. And it didn't really matter because it was just a place that was just full of love. And so uh, one of the things that was really, really important, I didn't learn this until later on in life, but one of the things that was really, really important was my grandmother uh, taught me, was the first person to teach me about God and teach me how to pray. Um, and she would always tell me, you know, whatever you're worried about, whatever you're concerned about, you know, pray about it and trust in God, you know. And as a as a young kid, you know, the only things I was worried about was toys, right? So I used to pray, pray for toys. And uh, lo and behold, I would get some of those toys for Christmas or my birthday. So uh, that's, that's how I was convinced that God was real because I used to get toys. Um, I think we've and, all had those prayers. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and and so, but the other thing that my grandmother taught me, uh, she taught me discipline because when I would get those toys and she would say, don't take them outside and play with them. You know, obviously I want to share them with my friends and show off a little bit. So I'll take them outside and, and then, you know, I, I would get punishment. So very early on, she taught me uh, the whole concept of 
behavior and accountability. So I, I learned that at a very early age. But the, the most important thing that my grandmother taught me, she taught me unconditional love. Um, there would be plenty of times in my first few years of life uh, spent with my grandmother where there would be people in our household. And I'm like, well, where did this person come from? And come to find out uh, it was someone, uh, a young kid maybe, another kid my age, maybe a little bit older, whose uh, family was poor, couldn't take care of me. And they would just show up at our house one day and they would stay there until, you know, they moved on and then someone else would show up. I never understood it. Uh, my grandmother never explained it to me. Uh, and I didn't realize until much, much older as an adult what she was actually doing. She was serving as a, the matriarch for that community, for that small black community in rural Birmingham, Alabama, where there wasn't a lot of money being uh, spent on families or a lot of money being shared. It was a really a poor community, but uh, my grandmother was the one that stood out and just loved on everybody. And um, so that taught me some things that, some lessons that I took with me later on in life. I didn't understand at the time, uh, but it, it, it made an indelible impression on me that, that uh, it really affected my life and it taught me some some really wonderful things about family and love and and having a relationship with God and and, and the power of prayer. Um, so that was my grandmother. My grandmother was um, just a beautiful, beautiful, loving soul. She taught me how to go to church um, and just so many different wonderful things. And I, I never ever forgot her. Um, so when it comes to my mother, and and there's a backstory to all of this because. Uh, I wasn't aware of this as a young kid, but when it came to my mother, uh, I'll never forget this. One day I was um, I was in bed sleep and we lived in a, I think it was a three bedroom uh, shotgun house, uh, a little small house, maybe 1,500 square feet all together with three bedrooms. So you shared rooms with everybody. I'll never forget I was in the bedroom one night. I was asleep and I heard voices in the house. Um... And they were talking about me. And so um, I just pretended I was asleep. And my uncle came in and he woke me up and he said, it's time to go. And I was, didn't understand what he was talking about. I was like, what are you talking about? And he just, uh, he packed a bag for me and said, it's time to go. And he introduced me to this woman and this man and this young kid. Um, and he said to me, he said, this is your mother. And this is your father. And this is your brother. And I'm like, no, I've never met these people before in my life. Um, and he said, you're, you're leaving with them. And so um, I left and we traveled to Detroit, Michigan. Um, and long story short, that became my family. Um, they were the Holloways. And um, I always wondered why my name was different from, my last name was different from my grandmother and, and my uncle. Uh, their name last name was Linda. My name was Holloway. Um, but um, you know, one of the things that that happens with in, in, that used to happen in black families a long time ago is that uh, whoever could take care of you took care of you, regardless of whose kid you were or where you came from or you know how that whole thing worked out. So I learned later on that my grandmother had actually been taking care of me all these years. Uh, while my mother and father worked out their living situation, got their lives together. Didn't know that. And so when they came and took me to, to, to Detroit, I was brokenhearted. 
I was, I felt alone. I felt abandoned. Um, it was just a horrific change of culture for me. Um, I remember feeling so depressed and lonely uh, because I had left the one person I love who was my grandmother. And so um, I'm with this new family, you know, I'm going to school. I'm just feeling horrible and feeling awkward. I just, in the back of my mind, somehow, some way, I just said, I know my grandmother's going to come get me one day. I just kept holding on to this thought that she would come get me. And it never happened. And so over course of time, I came to the conclusion that um, I just needed to adjust to this new environment and with this new family. It was so completely different uh, being around a mother and a father and a brother. Um, but I would tell you that over the period of time, I grew to love that family. Uh, I never replaced my grandmother with my new family, but I grew to love them. Um, my brother and I became extremely close and extremely tight with each other, uh, where people used to just, and his name is Doug, uh, they wouldn't even say our names separately. They would say Doug and Mike. So it was always like, hey, Doug and Mike, you know, where's Doug and Mike? Where's Doug and Mike going? You know, because um, when you saw one of us, you always saw the other. So uh, he was kind of my emotional support, uh, and he helped me, and I don't think he even knows this to this day, but he helped me to overcome the loss of my, when I say loss, leaving my grandmother, um, because she meant the world to me. And so um, I'm starting to adjust to this new family. Um, I'm not sure if it was just by nature or just there was something in me that connected to this woman who was my mother. Um, and I think I connected more so than any of uh, my other brothers. I had two brothers. Um, and so I, I lived to please her. I lived to make her proud of me. That was the one thing I wanted to do was just to hear her say how proud of me she was. Um, and just growing up, she was she was tough. You know, my dad was the laid back one. He was he was a model of a man that I always admired because he was just so cool and nothing seemed to ruffle him. And, you know, he was just he was he was tall and he was dark skinned and he was just this guy that just seemed to be um, impenetrable and like nothing bothered him. I was like, wow, he is just so cool. And my mom was the the the, the one who was emotional and just just full of energy and she would she would you know she, her emotions would run from one end to the other she would she could be mad and screaming and yelling and she could be laughing loud and and you know hugging on you and just it was just it was just really a swing of of different emotions so um but um she became later on in life she became my baby she was the one that I wanted to just really make proud of me and really um wanted to accomplish things in life and and, and be great because of her because she saw things in me that I probably didn't even see in myself. And so as I'm making this adjustment and I'm turning into a young man now, I'm becoming this man that I'm, I'm growing up to be, um, I start to see um, I need to be my own person, right? Because for so many times, so many periods of my life, I, I lived to be for someone else. And I just, I got to this point I'll never forget it. it was when I was going to look at, I was, we were going to high school. Uh, and I said, I need to be my own person. And so 
growing up, I had gone to the same elementary school as my brother. We went to the same middle school. Uh, we were Doug and Mike, Doug and Mike, all the way through school. But when I got to high school, I said, it's time for me to make a change. And so I chose to go to a high school that was literally 20 miles away from my home. Only way to get there was by a city bus. Uh, so I had to catch the bus every day for four years. It was the most enlightening and lifting experience of my entire life uh, because it allowed me to grow into me. And um, I loved it. It was absolutely just a, a thrill to kind of grow into my own self and see what kind of personality I had and who I was. Um, and the good thing about it was I think my mother saw it happening and she she kind of uh, was okay with it, right? She, at first she was like, you know, what, what's the deal? You know, we used to, my brother and I used to dress alike. We looked like twins. And, and so when I stopped, when I started going to a different school, I stopped doing all of this stuff. And at first she was like, what are you doing? But then after a while, I think she realized what I was going, what was going on with me and she was okay with it. So, um, but as I started to grow up and mature and become a man, um, she was fully supportive of me, of me doing that. I remember when I came and told her I was ready to move away from home, move out of the house. Uh, she said, okay, are you sure? And I said, yep, I'm ready. I'm really sure. She said, okay, go for it. I moved out. Uh, I think six months later, we crashed and burned. I had to move back home. She says, okay, you can come back home. But again, you know, you say you want to move out. You are ready to move out. You got to move out on your own terms, right? And so um, I got myself together, moved out again, and um, uh, ended up... Uh, uh, moving to Georgia, to Atlanta, Georgia, with some of my my fraternity brothers and, and college college friends, and uh, my mother taught me a very valuable lesson about accountability. When I moved down here, struggled to get on my feet, couldn't buy a car, didn't have a car. Uh, said, "Let me call home and see if my parents will owe me some money uh, to buy a car." And so I called my mom and said, "No, I'm everything's going good, but I I, I need some help and." Um, I need to borrow some money so I can buy a car. She, my mother, in a very, very quiet voice, she said, you know, I love you, but uh, you told me you were ready to move on on your own, so I can, I'm not going to help you. She said, figure it out. You're smart enough. You, you'll figure it out. And uh, I did. I did figure it out. And that lesson has stuck with me all of my life, uh, a lesson about accountability uh, making decisions that are good, solid decisions, being very thorough, being very meticulous about uh, the things that you do, um, elim the elimination or reduction of bad decisions that have negative impacts in your life. Uh, so I credit, I credit my mother, I credit my dad for showing me what a man should look like and how he should carry himself and how he should conduct himself and how he should take care of his family and how he should work. I, get, I credit my mother for giving me the passion to be um, my own person and to live life uh, at a very high level. Uh, one thing my mother used to always say to me, she said, you are a Holloway man. That means something. So you understand that when you're out here and you try to do things in these streets, you remember who you are. You're representing this Holloway family and name carries weight. And I've always stuck to that and I've taught my family that as well. But uh, I credit my mother with instilling character in me and I, I credit my grandmother for giving me the heart to be a godly man and to understand who God really is and to and to, to have that relationship and then know how to pray um, I was much older when I realized or when it was revealed to me 
that my mother and my father were not my birth parents. I was actually adopted. Um, but at that point, it didn't really matter to me anyway, because they were the, they were the family that I had grown up with. And um, I had, had been with me all my life. So at that point, it didn't really matter. I didn't really care. I uh, never tried to find my birth parents because it doesn't matter. Um, I call them mom and dad until the day that they die. So um, that's kind of my story. That's kind of my, uh, my Phoebe journey, uh, the women who've been instrumental in my life. And I give 100% credit to uh, me being the person that I am today. That is a beautiful, beautiful story, Michael. And thank you so very much for sharing about your grandmother, Maddie Linda, who taught you the power of prayer and showed you unconditional love and what it means to care for others, strangers even, who you don't know and someone who needs a meal or clothing or shelter. And she showed you what it means to take care of them and the story about your parents showing up in the middle of the night and taking you from a place that you called home that was familiar to you and you having to leave and go hundreds and hundreds of miles to another city and get used to this family. And wow, that's, that's incredible. That's incredible. And, you know, then to realize as you became an adult that, you know, these parents who you thought were your parents, you know, were not. But yet they also showed you unconditional love and raised you just like you were their own and allowed you to grow and to become the man who you are today. Thank you, Michael for sharing your beautiful story about your Phoebes. These are stories of honor, stories of healing and stories of hope. And I'm sure your story will touch someone else's life. Thank you for participating in this Father's Day 2023 special of my Phoebe. God bless you and have a wonderful afternoon. My Phoebe is dedicated to encouraging women through community building, storytelling, and providing resources to help them catch and release the curveballs life will sometimes throw their way. And as author Noelle Schwantz so eloquently reminds us, somewhere in the world there is a darkness only you can heal. To do it, you have to face your shame. Visit us at www.lovemyphoebe.com to learn more.